Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions. We've got only a two-man crew today. We've got myself, Kennedy Hawk, one of your hosts, and I have Crimson with me. How's it going, Crim? Hey, what's up? Pretty good. This is like the old school crew. All those other people had holiday commitments or something, but we said fooey on that. We got X-Men to talk about. Yep, we're still here. Exactly. So we should be doing our third episode of Mutant Genesis, but we want to wait until we can get all four of us here for that one. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump ahead to two hero packs that just came out that we are so excited to talk about. We're going to talk about Wolverine and Storm. You pumped? Oh, yeah. I feel like the first time we talked on Discord, we were talking <laughs> about Marvel Champions. And one of the questions that came up was, like, what hero do you want to be in the game? Before we even finished the sentence, you were like, Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Wolverine it, like, has... What hero? Wolverine. <laughs> It has been the anticipated hero for me. So because of that, we're not going to let you talk about him at all. No, just kidding. (laughs) I thought we're going to do our normal hero pack review where we're going to have you overview the kit. We'll talk about our favorite cards in his kit and then about what aspect cards came with him. We're not going to talk about the modular sets that came with him until later. We're going to do like a mutant modular episode. Um, But we will get to rate Wolverine, and I'm guessing he's going to rank higher than a W. So I'll let you take it away talking about Logan. No. Yeah, so first off, the the elephant in the room is we're going to talk a little bit about his claws. So his claws are a dash, cost, permanent item. His setup is setup. Search your deck and discard pile for Wolverine's claws, upgrade, and put them into play. Now, it does not say hand. So there is technically a possibility of you mulliganing and drawing into the claws and not being able to play them. This is where you have to decide as a person what the spirit of the game is for you. Whether you just want to make that a zero cost to to play, or you want to change his setup to, say, deck, discard, and hand, or do what I do. He just starts with them in play. Like, there's no reason. Like, it's part of his body. They're just in play. I have never started with those elephant tusks in my deck. They just start in play. I just put them directly into play. And that's honestly, that's how it should have been. I look at it this way. You can be a boring person like Captain America, like way back in the Avengers cycle. Or you can be Wolverine and just be the best at what you do and start with your claws in play. So I'm always going to choose to be Wolverine. I, I think I think they were worried about, you know, just having a blank text on his Logan side. And honestly. It doesn't, so I'm going to go over Logan. So Logan is six hand size, ten hit points. He has that setup ability, and he has six recovery. Honestly, that six recovery is more than enough for a blank text box. That is insane. To be able to heal over half your health in one hit is very powerful. Now, depending on other cards you have in play, you may not want to go down to Logan, but if you do, you can definitely heal. Now, Wolverine, one of my things that I was really hoping for was that he was going to be a 2-2-2, two, 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 and he's a 2-2-2, two, 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 which is perfect. The best. Um, yeah, 2-2-2 two, two, two is my favorite stat line. It allows me to play him in different ways and not have to worry about being shoehorned into like aggression with a 3 attack or something like that. Yeah. Um, his ability is healing, healing factor. After the player phase begins, heal 2 damage from him. Um, it's a very, very strong ability to be able to just keep, keep some damage off of them without having to do anything else or flipping down hand size five, like normal, still 10 hit points. Okay. 
So now we get into the, some of the meat of his kit. So let's talk about the claws. Uh, the claws are a weapon, so they will work with your your weapon-based abilities. Um, its ability is hero action. Exhaust the claws. Choose an attack event in your hand. Take damage equal to its printed cost. Play that event, ignoring its resource cost. Then, and that event gains piercing. That is a very powerful ability, especially with multiple attack events in his deck. And if you're going towards aggression, which is kind of where he's being pushed towards, um, this can allow you to make some very bursty attacks. Um, his ally is Jubilee, which I actually think is a great ally for him. Um, that is the ally I wanted to see with him. And her her card is great. She's two costs, worth two health, one one. Uh, that's a stat line that I like to see on my allies. And she has an effect of after she enters play, choose an enemy until the end of the phase. While Wolverine or Jubilee makes a basic attack against that enemy, they gain plus two attack. That's a four damage swing right there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, she's incredibly powerful for a two cost ally. Um, I'm going to skip over his three big special cards. Um, and talk about some of his attack cards first. So yeah, that's Berser fair. Berserker Rage, it's two cost, deal four damage. If if this attack defeats an enemy, you can pay two to repeat this ability. It's very good at clearing up mid-range uh, minions, which honestly is... Star I'm starting to see more minions with three, four, and five health instead of one and two health. A lot more. So I think Berserker Barrage has a, a great synergy with the deck. Um, granted, if you do use the claws to pay for it and trigger its ability, that is four damage you're taking for eight damage. It can be a little expensive. Um, another one that he has is Slice and Dice. It costs three, but it will do three damage to an enemy, then three damage to an enemy. So six damage for three. This isn't my more favorite one because it is rather expensive but it does allow him to get some damage in in multiple places yep um and remember like you know if you do use the claws on that 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 damage is all piercing damage which means you can get rid of tough and i'm telling you he is a monster against tough characters. He just takes them down. Um, but by far, his probably his biggest attack is his lunging, lunging strike for three. It's going to do eight damage. If you use the claws to pay for the card, it will also gain overkill. So it will have overkill and piercing. It, Your classic hammer toss, right? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it, 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 it's a great attack. He gets two of them um works out great some of his other little more little effect cards is his regeneration so he has a card that lets him heal for or remove stun and confused uh incredibly valuable card and it will never be a dead card in your hand and probably one of my favorite cards out of his thing is track by scent it's a two cost remove three threat from a scheme if it removes the last last threat from that scheme draw two cards so it's an upgraded clear the area. Um, Beautiful. Surprise, I also play clear the area with him <laughs> if I'm playing him in justice. 
then let's talk about his his big three. So I'm gonna talk talk about I've I've got I got better. This one I don't play as much as I would like to because it is rather expensive. It costs four. But when he would be defeated by an enemy attack, very important that it is an enemy attack and not your claws killing you. Um, you set your hit point dial to five and ready your hero and discard this card. So it's a great little get out of jail card or, oh, I was not planning for him to flip over a four boost card. Yes, there is a four boost card in one of these uh, enemies uh, kits. Was not counting for that. <laughs> um, great way to save save a game if if you're worried about it now my favorite card absolutely my favorite card in this kit is antimantium skeleton it costs two gives you plus four hit points and gives his gives uh wolverine gets plus one attack and his basic attacks gain piercing such a good card this card is insane the, the plus one damage is huge but mm -hmm. the basic attacks having piercing is an incredibly strong effect and the four hit points is is really good too put that with like an endurance and now you're up to 17 hit points or something like that yeah i mean you you can't argue and you're healing two hit points every turn it's it's great if you are playing a more aggression one berserker fury now this was our uh this was a card we had talked about already um it did not disappoint <laughs> It costs two. Whenever he takes damage from an enemy attack, you draw a card. If you flip down to alter ego, you get rid of it. Uh, it did not disappoint. This is a card that I hope I have in my opening hand. It, it just so much value off of it. Um, if you're about ready to shuffle your deck and you have to flip down, that's a good time to flip down, maybe to heal up if you need to. Um, then get it back in the deck and reshuffle it in. Um, but yeah, that is that is his kit. Um, his it's kit really is good. very versatile. Um, yeah, you have a lot of attacks, but you also have some ways to heal. You have some ways to remove threat, and you have some ways to, you know, come back from the dead. Uh, you have card draw. You have extra hit points. I mean, just you name an aspect. And he can do it. Quite I'm like, kudos to the designers on Wolverine's design. Because there's a lot of cards in here that could have felt like complete dead weight if these were designed in cycle one. Like Regenerative Healing. You mentioned it's never a dead card. There's that horrible athletic conditioning card that's like discard stunder confused. And mm. everybody <coughs> excuse me, makes fun of it because it's so horrid. But with regenerative hearing, since they give you a choice and you can either heal four damage or do this other thing, you always have a way to like use the card as like a souped up first aid, or it can get you this extra benefit if you draw it at the right time. Yep. Um, I got better. Mm. Another one, like you said, he's constantly taking damage from his claws, and he's only got ten hit points, so he seems like he'd be really weak. But with all these healing cards and the auto healing he has, he can actually be like really sturdy, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Grace, uh, Caleb Grace, who de designed this. Kudos. Um, My yeah. least favorite thing is the art on Berserker Frenzy. It puts me into a Berserker's Frenzy. Um, I don't I don't mind the art, but it definitely doesn't fit the rest of it. 
One thing to note on Wolverine's claws that I got tripped up on, since they've changed how deal and take work, it says exhaust Wolverine's claws, choose an attack event in your hand, take damage equal to its printed cost. You have to be able to take the damage, so you can't soak that into a tough counter and count that as the damage. And because they changed the way pay and spend work, since you're taking damage and then playing it, ignoring its resource cost, I don't believe you can like overpay to meet kickers. So you couldn't use this with dropkick and pay one fist and still say you met the dropkick requirement. Um, so he works really well with non-kicker events, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I played it correctly then. <laughs> but, yeah, for the most part, I, I, I don't really care as long as the other person I'm playing with doesn't care either. There you go. What um, I'm most excited for is a card that readies a weapon you control. I like can't wait to use Wolverine's yeah. Claws twice, like in one turn. It's gonna be so good. Yep. And, and um, so he does come with aggression. Um, I'm not a very big aggression person, but I will try my best here. Comes with some reprints like Mean Swing. Um, I don't know what is all reprints here. Battle Fury, I think, is a me uh, a reprint. Yep. So those are his two big reprints. Um, he comes with some good cards too. Yeah, he he's, ones. he's got a resource that when you spend this for an attack, it deals an additional damage. I'd probably never play that. Seems bad. Uh, out of my way, deals three damage to an enemy. Five instead with the enemy. Uh, that seems I probably that card is really bad. bad. Let's talk about that one. For a <laughs> yeah, so, I'm probably out of my way. So as much as I said good things about the designers, out of my way is a card. <laughs> That I wish didn't exist. It shows that like they're trying to figure out value for other ways to deal damage, right? 90% of aggression cards are spend <coughs> spend some amount of resources, deal some amount of damage. And they have to change that balance or like to entice you to play different cards. So out of my way is deal three damage to enemy, five if it has guard or patrol for two resources. But there's already a card in the Marvel Champions core set that is pay two to just straight up deal five to a minion. So this, yeah, you could use it on the villain and only deal three because villains aren't going to have guard or patrol. But like, why would you ever run this over a card that was printed in the core set? That makes yeah. me really sad. Like things like that are frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, that's out of my way, way, get out of my binder and go in the <laughs> trash can. Okay, sorry. Precision strike, I think it's fine. Um, I think it's a build you know, something you would build with it in, in mind. It costs one for two damage, and then if it kills the enemy, heal two from your hero. I think it could um, be really nice with Wolverine, because that slice and dice can deal three to two different enemies and get someone close to dead, yeah. and precision strike can, like, heal you back up. And then I'm thinking any other kind of heroes that add damage to events, Yeah, um, those, those would be... a you know, a good thing to actually like warrior skill, which adds one additional damage. That attack deals one additional damage. So it's it's not a separate instance of damage. So warrior skill is cost two. It's an upgrade. Has three counters. Uh, when your hero attacks, remove one uh, counter from here. That attack deals an additional damage. I don't think it's necessarily a good card. It's it's two it's two mana for three damage technically. But in the right kind of deck, it may be, or you want to boost up the attacks to get their secondary effects. Could be an interesting, uh, what would they, what they call it, a kit on it. Mm -hmm. 
But let's talk about the two allies, because I actually think the two allies are busted good. Oh, yeah. So, Psylocke, she's four for two thwart, one attack, three health. Just by that stat line, I feel like she's a little too overcost. But let's see what she does. Uh, she comes into play with two counters. When she attacks an enemy, remove a counter, confuse the enemy, and deal one damage to it. So, technically, her first two attacks are going to be at two attack. Mm-hmm. So, four, two, two, three seems fine. She also gets the advantage of confusing an enemy, which generally isn't that big of a deal for you, but if you're playing with teammates, maybe very important. Um, and then she can block. I think she's she, she's amazing. Yeah, right? I, I think she's very, very good. Iron Fist exists in protection and does the same thing, but stuns instead, right? Yeah. And in protection, the thing you're good at is defending. So you're removing the thing that could happen that you're already good at stopping. Yeah. Psylocke takes the thing that aggression sucks at, thwarting, and says, let's remove your problem instead of like, let's remove the thing you're you're good at accomplishing. So it's yep. like such a good card for aggression. Every aggression deck, it doesn't require X-Men, doesn't require anything. No. <laughs> Every aggression I, deck should run this. I don't see why you shouldn't. Like it's it's good. Yeah. I, I, I think she she just happens to be in the Wolverine deck, which doesn't wanna, you know, flop down if, if it doesn't have to. But yeah, yeah, if true. if it you know putting a confused on on the villain and never using it until you really need it, hey, that that sounds good too. Yeah, uh, Sunfire is his other ally, which I I like Sunfire just in general. He costs two for a one thwart, two attack, two health, so good cost. After you play Sunfire from your hand, spend a uh, energy resource, choose an attachment with the text hero action or hero response on it, and discard it. This really? card has saved me so many times against Magneto. When we're getting so many more attachments where it requires like the villain to activate against you, or after you attack and damage the villain, get rid of it. So like, yeah. this is <clears throat> great for getting rid of those three resource discard attachments, but it's good for all the conditional ones as well. Yeah, I kind of just wish it said discard an attachment on a villain because then I can get rid of charges, but for the, it's still fine. Um, I yeah, Sunfire is amazing, a very very good character. Then yeah. we get to his um, neutral cards. Yeah. Comes with Colossus, which is a four two three three. Reduce yep. the cost of Colossus by one. If you're an X-Men or a mutant, and he comes with toughness. Actually, great card. For three, being a 1-3-3 three, three with the toughness, mm -hmm. great, great character. Um, he, His team-up card is Fastball Special, which works with Colossus and Wolverine. Uh, we've talked about this one before. Deal X damage to an enemy where X is the attack of Colossus and Wolverine. The attack gains overkill and piercing. Amazing. So... so Base, it's five damage for one. Um, with Wolverine's uh, Antimantium Skeleton, it's... It does that... Maybe Six, his yeah. Skeleton. Yeah, plus one. I want to make sure it wasn't plus one when doing a basic attack or something. Yeah, six damage there. Uh, doesn't tap Wolverine, doesn't tap Colossus, which is what really makes it amazing. Just great, great little combo with Colossus. Colossus pretty much goes in every one of my... Uh, uh, Wolverine decks, except for the person I play with, also plays Colossus, so I don't get to play Colossus. <laughs> yeah. And then the Weapon X, which I was 
Okay, so it costs one location. Play only if you have the mutant trait, which I believe you only have when you're in Alter Ego. Yep. And then Alter Ego action, exhaust uh, weapon X and take one damage. Discard cards from the from your deck until you discard an identity Pacific card and add it to your hand. It's it's honestly not bad. It's just it's very Alter Ego eccentric. And that's not what I'm generally doing in a Wolverine deck. I yeah, think if you get this and Logan's cabin in your opening hand, maybe you like it. But like, I agree. It's yeah. unfortunate that the weapon X support location, like, is so counterintuitive to be played with Wolverine, especially yeah. with some of the spoiler cards we've seen coming up that like do this but better. <laughs> um, and honestly, the weapon X location, I. I I actually like running it in Cyclops. A lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that's where it's found its home. Um, now his uh, his nemesis is Omega Red. I'm not gonna read all the nemesis stuff. There's a podcast out there that does all that stuff. Exactly. Um, but I thought it was unique that it was Omega Red and not uh, somebody else. But Omega Red does work for the lore. And then. A couple backpack cards too, right? There's yeah, a justice card. There's a justice card, which is command center. It costs one location, uh, max one per player. After an ally thwarts and defeats a side scheme, exhausted to deal two damage to an enemy. It's honestly not bad. Uh, it's not like you know the best thing I've ever seen, but it's not bad. Why doesn't um, it have the shield trait? I mean, I get it that Cyclops is in the art, but like. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would have loved it. I would have liked it better in the shield package than standalone. Um, and I think the, the thing that really bothers me with is it's an ally thwarts and defeats. If it was just when a side scheme is defeated, I'd probably be more interested in it. Gotcha. Okay. And then he comes with another X Men called Longshot. Cost four, four, two, two, three. Play only if you have the X Men trait. So you can't play this. If you are in Alter Ego, um, after Longshot attacks a non-elite minion, discard the top card of the encounter deck. If that card has a star icon, discard the attached minion. I honestly do not play this, even when I'm playing all X-Men allies. It doesn't um, mean, yeah. It, There's so much tech for like knowing what's on the top of the deck, and then so little... So few cards to help you make them jive that someday enough of those are going to release. Like there's the shield ones and there's spider women and stuff like that. But someday we'll get enough cards to make that function. Someday. <laughs> but My main problem is like if you're attacking a non-elite minion and already doing two damage to it, you're probably like almost killing it already. Probably. <laughs> so exactly. Like, yeah. Like I get it, you. It, if this removed the... Uh... The consequential damage from that from that attack, I'd be more interested. And in that. yeah, even if it didn't discard the minion and it just like removed the consequential, so he could like be around forever, that'd be a really good card. Yeah, or at least you know maybe you get an extra one or two hits off of him. So let's talk about aspect play. Yeah, what's your favorite aspects? I have played all five aspects with Wolverine. Are you calling basic an aspect? I, I am calling basic an aspect. You disgust me. I know. But go on. I'm intrigued. I um, obviously my first for forte was justice because I'm like, okay, he's got all the attack I need. I'm going to use justice to control the threat. He, his cards are going to do the damage. 
worked out beautifully. I, I think I played justice for through the first three um uh villains of the new box set had no problems. Um I tried aggression and honestly I destroyed everything I went against. Aggr he is busted in aggression. What's your favorite um, attacks to run with him from aggression? Uh, so in in aggression I went the the weapons kit so mean swings uh young uh yep, yeah. god slayer um you know the um i really like one... in motion with him where when you play an attack event you get plus one attack so you yeah. can like chain a bunch of attack events then swing for like seven yep so i, I did i did that kind of package and it it, it was it was brutal like I mean, Sabretooth couldn't heal through it. Let's put it that way. Like yeah. he just he destroys any 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 villain you're running against that's running a ton of tough tech. Just get out of here. <laughs> you got nothing. Um, yeah. I played him protection, and I played him a very greedy protection. So how I played him in protection was not, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of blocks. It is, mm -hmm. I'm going to play the stuff that heals him. Yeah, what doesn't kill me and uh Yeah, and with Berserker momentum shift and stuff, yeah. Yep, and Berserker, Frenzy, Night Nurse. So I Night Nurse was very key to be able to get rid of stuns. Mm -hmm. Um I didn't use stuff that reduced damage. So like no force barriers, no force shields, nothing like that. Yep. Um and of course I still could defend if I needed to. But I didn't play like anything that was like a, you know, when when defending prevent all damage type stuff. Uh, so no defensive stances or anything like that. It was your second winds, anything that could heal me. Hell, I think I was even running first aids. Um, and it, it worked out fine. It, it wasn't busted, but it worked out fine. Um, did not feel bad to play. Yep. Um, in in basic i pretty much ran all the mana batteries yeah so that way i could avoid using the claws as much as possible to pay for stuff and just use the mana batteries to pay for those claws uh for the attacks mm -hmm. and then anything that would allow me to draw more cards so uh you know they'll increase the hand size one or whatever oh, that's a situation yeah yeah and then and then the one that says discard it to get plus one attack for for an attack Oh, yeah. Um, yep. You know, it was just kind of cycly stuff. Rush. Yeah, it was just kind of cycly stuff because I was focused on his cards and not 90% of the time I used the basic cards for just mana um, because his cards are just that strong. Now, in leadership, I think, I think we have a problem here. What's the problem? I think leadership's busted no matter what character you use. Oh, totally. Um, between... To me, my X Men and the Uncanny X Men. I, I, I mean, I was, I was having X Men that you know, like all of my characters had five to six X Men health. that just pooped out more X Men. Right? It was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and Beast is absolutely broken. He's probably one of the most broken allies I've ever seen. Um, at least he's leadership locked. Yes. Yes, if he was not leadership lock, I I would no, that would be so bad. Yeah, he's really that strong. Beast is one of the strongest allies out there. 
Um, and so many times I'd recur him uh, when he died, come back into play, and then get me another resource card again. It, it's just it's it's rather stupid how how strong Beast is. And I was running the Utopia Danger Room. Mm, yeah. Um. So in this instance, a lot of times I would be flipping down a lot more yep. to get to get Danger Room working. Yeah. Um. Also, my other person I was playing with was running uh, trainings. So that way he could activate danger rooms. If nice. I was if I was in Wolverine form, he could activate the danger room. Um we yeah. Um I think leadership's busted in the right basic now. X-Men supports are just so strong. Like they could all go up one to two points in cost and people would still play them. So I, I, I yeah. I think Uncanny X-Men is probably the strongest card in the game right now. Nah, well, yeah, probably. It's pretty close. It's gotta be minus close. one on all cost. So Angel costs one. Angel's yeah. a good ally. But you have to have only X-Men allies in play and be an X-Men yourself. So you can't be playing it in alter ego form and all sorts of stuff, right? Not a problem. <laughs> no, yeah, there's enough of them now. Yeah, definitely um, not a problem. <laughs> so I played them in all four aspects because there are only four aspects. Um, and with Justice, I like Stealth Strike a lot. A stealth strike to take out a minion and remove some threat for some damage is like yep. clutch. In protection, I was a big fan of hard knocks. Um, now it's a little awkward because you give yourself a tough token and then you can't take damage, but I would just use that to soak all the attacks and I would just like focus on damage, damage, damage. Yeah. Um, I did a different aggression build that was all about bringing minions out with. Um, was it looking for trouble? Can like discard cards until you find a minion and Angela brings minions out. And then I was using I can't remember what the card is. Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It's from a Rockets deck that increases your like excess damage by one. And I was like just making it so all of those Wolverine attacks were like giant amounts of excess damage and healing with momentum shift. Or not momentum shift, what's it called? Moment of triumph, where you heal a point for every excess point of damage you deal. So I never had to flip down. Super fun. Yeah, Moment of Triumph is a that. very strong card to be running right now. In leadership, honestly, my MVP card was Utopia. I just ran like every low-cost X-Men I could. And just, I mean, like you said, I got Uncanny X-Men down, and then I just got Wolverine up to three attack and spammed X-Men and would attack with Wolverine like three or four times a turn. Like if you... Right, Pixie is in Storm's deck, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Two cost yep. X Men. After you play her from hand, add an X Men from your discard pile to hand, so she can add Angel back to your hand. Angel will cost you back. one. Angel will cost you one more. So there's for two cost, two readies. So I was usually playing two to three X Men a turn, and Wolverine was just attacking for twelve. And yeah. I would then I would use my claws to play whatever was left over in my hand. <laughs> it was pretty rid ridiculous. And, um, and with Uncanny Next Men out, Beast only costs one because you're getting the two resources back. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as you yeah. get them early enough in the chain. So where do you rate on Wolf Wolverine on a scale of you know S minus to S plus because he's somewhere uh, in there? I, I rate him a G. He's god tier. Okay. <laughs> I I put him at a strong A plus. Because <laughs> I have had situations where I didn't get set up fast enough with Wolverine, which sounds crazy because Wolverine can just tear through villains. 
But he does have like a risk reward factor to him where I've had villains that like just boosted really big and wiped me out. Um, but the good news about that is if you get wiped out on like turn two, because you've used your claws twice and the villain, you know, hit two, three boosts on you, you can just scoop and start again. Yeah. So um, the only mm-hmm. thing I really don't like about Wolverine is I feel like very rarely do I flip down with Wolverine, which is one of my favorite parts of the game again. So like I'm a flipper character person when I don't get to flip down and I'm just like, I do damage. I do damage. I do damage. I feel like a red magic player. I don't like that. That's not me. Just play Colossus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't want to stay down too much, but he does like to flip. He likes those danger rooms. So what's your, what's your, you said your favorite aspect to play with him was aggression. Honestly, it is aggression. Although like my physical deck is I'll, just leadership because I don't change my decks very often. Yep. Um, but when I'm playing on tabletop, you know, with friends who are not in the same er- area as me, um, I, I I'm gra- gravitate towards aggression. Yep, that's fair. I uh, I play aggression or leadership with him for the most part, and I think he scales really well into higher player counts, which we'll talk about with Storm as well. Um, but because there's more targets, because there's more minions out there, and he has all these multi-target attacks. He scales pretty well into multiplayer, which I like. Yeah, and almost every time I played him, I have played him two-player. Do you like Wolverine better than the other four mutants that we've had yeah. so far? Yes. Me too. And I didn't uh, think I was going to, because I am not a Wolverine person in the comics, but I like Wolverine in the game. Yeah, I, I would say the closest one to Wolverine would be uh, Cyclops for me. I was coming into this Wolverine Storm Mojo release being kind of down on the mutant wave. Like, I like the mutants, but I feel like they're a little bit OP, and they haven't, like, really hit the right nut for me to, like, really be exploded by them. And then this this trio of packs came out, and let me tell you, Wolverine, he makes me want to play Marvel Champions. Let me ask you a question, then. It's a little off-topic. Yeah. What, what mutants would you like to see that we haven't seen or heard about? Do you want me to go to like obscure mutants or mutants that I think we we like could actually get? Mutants we could actually get. Mutants we could actually get. Okay. What's left? I would love to see Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. I think Nightcrawler in every game I play that is an X Men related game is probably one of my favorites because I think teleporting is just like such a cool power. Would such he be cool X Men or would he be X Factor or X Excalibur? Or would I think he, he needed to be X Men or Excalibur. I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be X Factor. I don't think he'd be X Force. I would guess one of the first two. Okay. Um, or maybe as both. What do you think of top three mutants that I want to see in the game? That I think like we could actually see someday. I would want to see Multiple Man. I think that has the chance to be like a really cool hero kit where they really like get to stretch the design of the game. Um, and I'm just going to fanboy on the third one. I want to see Cannonball. I want more aerial cards, and I want to see Cannonball. I don't... We might get Cannonball. That'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. He's in a lot of art. That's yeah. got to count for something. Three of mine, three of mine, with number one being Deadpool. Um, I, I, I'm always a fan of the, you know, not always a good guy kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool Deadpool has always been one of my favorites, even when I played back back in the 90s with, with Overpower. 
Yep. Um, in fact, I, I ran Deadpool and Wolverine a lot together. Um, now, obscure-wise, I would love to see, like, a Magneto hero, but I don't think that's going to happen. So that I would say point. Bishop and, and Cable. I, I would I would like to see them move into the feature, you know, with me. They're into like the big gun X Men characters. Where when I see them, I'm just like, Bleh. yeah. Well, I, I, you're I, into I, the '90s. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm, yes, I I'm a '90s guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would I would love Bishop and Cable. If I had to pick more obscure ones that I would like to see, I would I would go for like Mirage, and um, I don't know one of the new ones like. Bling or copycat or, or somebody from like the new gen- pixie even right somebody from the new generation that like we know less about but has like awesome abilities now we are but, technically missing a base x-men and that's yeah. iceman i mean we don't have beast or angel either but we at least have them in ally form we don't even have an iceman ally oh well you need to go read the last preview article Oh, <laughs> I have not read it yet. Okay, well, is, is that Rogue? Yes. Okay, but yeah, like I, I honestly, I would like to see Beast and Iceman and Angel all get hero cards, but I doubt it. But I, I would, I would very much love it. Actually, I would like to see Beast and Iceman get a hero card, and in the next box set, I would like it to be Apocalypse with the Four Horsemen, with Angel as an enemy or as Archangel. Oh, with, so with another like wings. another nebula. Yeah, that'd be cool. But he, he, I, that is the question: is he is technically the same character with a different name? Would they name him the same way, or would they name him Archangel, which is technically his you name? You just multiverse hand wave that shit away. I yeah. mean, that stuff away. I mean, that, it's that apocalypse. Away. A lot of it's multiverse, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, enough. Someday, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've had enough. I kind of want Daredevil at this point. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I want at least three more years of X Men. That was a good intermission. We can do villains after we talk about Storm. So let's <laughs> let's get into Storm. Aurora Monroe, three recovery, six hand size, ten hit points, and alter ego with a mutant trait, and she begins the game with a weather deck. See insert, which we'll talk about here in a minute. She has the ability. I feel a storm coming. Set up. Choose a support from the weather deck and put it into play. So let's talk about the weather deck really quick. There are four support cards that she comes with that create the weather deck. They all have dash for a cost, and they have the four different resource types. So we have clear skies. It's weather, permanent, each character gains stalwart. Each character, that's friendly and enemy. Special draw one card. We have hurricane. Uh, That has a wild resource on Clear Skies. Hurricane is permanent. Each character gains Retaliate 1. Remove 2 Threat from a Scheme with a physical resource. Thunderstorm, permanent. Each character gets plus 1 attack. Special deal 2 damage to an enemy with a Lightning Bolt resource for Thunderstorm. Very thematic. Blizzard, permanent. Each character gets minus 1 attack. Special, choose a non-elite minion until the end of the round. Treat that text box as if it was blank. Mental resource. So you're going to start with this weather deck in play. One second. So you're not going to shuffle it into your deck and then hope you... No. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to shuffle it into your deck. You're going to start with this in play, <laughs> and you kind of get to pick which one is face up, because you're going to be able to use I Feel a Storm Coming right away, which I think is really, really powerful. 
But yeah, you'll start with this weather deck in play. On your hero side, you have Storm with one thwart, two attack, and one defense, which, boo, right? Wolverine gets two, two, two. Storm, who can fly around in the air and dodge attacks, gets one for defense. That's garbage, let me tell you right now. With the ability Weather Control, action. Swap your weather support in play with the support of your choice. Resolve the special ability on that weather support. So you'll get to do one of those special abilities, which is two damage, one th two thwart, draw a card, or choose a minion to blank the text box of each turn, which is really, really strong. So your entire game is going to be about manipulating what weather is on top of your weather deck, and then your cards are going to do different things based upon that. So Storm's resource generator is Storm's crown. She gets plus one thwart, and you exhaust the crown to generate the printed resource of the weather support that's on top of your deck. So you can kind of build around that if you want. You've got Storm's cape, which is plus one defense and gains the aerial trait. So you can get yourself up to a 2-2-2, but you have to play for it, which is garbage. Yeah, it, uh, my feelings on that is... I understand why they're doing that, and that is because Storm's Crown, if it was just a resource generator, it wouldn't be worth two. It'd be worth one, but that would be too cheap. So by moving the thwart over to the crown, it makes the two cost more appropriate. Absorbable, yeah. But then it screws her base stats. And same thing with the, with the cloak. Like, it, it would not be worth three if it just had its ability, you know, gained aerial and had that ability. We have... Oh. Oh. A one-cost support Aurora's Garden. Alter Ego action. Exhaust Aurora's Garden to do half of what Aunt May does. That's a cool card. I mean, it, it heals you for two in Alter Ego. But Aunt May heals you for four, so I kind of think that that's, that's cheap. Um, we've got three copies of an event called Weather Goddess, which is a superpower. Which we didn't mention with Wolverine, but he's got five superpowered cards. we got a bunch of superpowered cards here for Storm again. This one, unfortunately, costs zero, but hero action. Swap your weather support with a weather support of your choice and resolve its special ability, so you can basically do your weather control ability twice that turn. So you could jump to the one that deals two damage, and then jump back to the one that draws you a card. We've got three copies of Torrential Rain, which is a superpower thwart. Hero action, remove three threat from among schemes in play. If Hurricane is in play, also resolve its special ability, which is going to be two additional threat. So it's a two for five thwarter. Two copies of Lightning Bolt. Deal 8 damage to an enemy. If Thunderstorm is in play, resolve its special ability. So again, that's going to be a 3 for 10 damage attack. 2 copies of Flash Freeze. 1 cost defense superpower. Hero Interrupt. When the villain attacks you, the villain and each minion engaged with you get minus 3 attack while attacking you this phase. If Blizzard is in play, also resolve its special ability. Which, you know, blanks the text box. And 2 copies of Blast of Wind. Choose a player. Deal three damage to the villain and each minion engage with that player. Resolve the special ability of your weapon support. Or of your weapons, weather support. Weapon support. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that is Storm's kit. It's very dependent on what's on top of your weather deck. She's got lots of cool hooks to build around, right? With those weather supports, you can build around sitting in one weather form. Or you can build around swapping between like a specific two. Or between like all three of them. My favorite ones to build around are Thunderstorm. So you can build a deck around Thunderstorm where each character gets plus one attack. So that's basically starting with like a boot camp in play. So you can do, you know, multiple man with boot camp. Or you can, you know, spam those really cheap X-Men allies with boot camp. Um, I've built a deck around Blizzard where I'm using um, Bring It from the aggression aspects. So you're trying to get a bunch of minions out, give them all minus one attack, and then use Bring It to draw a bunch of cards, which seems kind of fun. 
Um, and then I haven't built the deck around Hurricane yet. It kind of works out sometimes, especially if you can give yourself retaliate with a bunch of minions in front of you, but nothing crazy. I do like building around Clear Skies, obviously. Drawing cards is good. One interesting thing with each character gains Stalwart is if you had a Stunder Confused on you and you gain Stalwart, you discard that status card. So you can sort of clear status cards from your entire team, but you also clear it from all the enemies. So the most important thing when piloting Storm is before you start your game, you tell everyone at the table, I'm running Storm. Because then they can raise their hand and say, my entire deck depends on Stunned and Confused. Or my entire deck depends on me getting a bunch of minions in front of me. Please don't use Thunderstorm. That way you can you know, know what weather abilities to bring out. But overall, I think she's a really strong hero. Um, I don't think she's like as quick to go into villains as Wolverine is, but she can like she can do really high amounts of damage for really low resource costs, right? If you play multiple man turn one with Storm, you can get three allies out, give each of them plus one attack with Thunderstorm, and use Storm's base three attack because she gets plus one from Thunderstorm. So that's nine damage plus the two from switching to Thunderstorm when you flip. So for playing one set of allies, you've just gotten three blocks and 11 damage for like one card play, which is pretty crazy. Not many characters can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Storm character is probably one of, you know, in my top three X-Men. I, I really like Storm. I always have ever since I was a kid. I thought her story was unique. Um, I, I love that she has that constant fear of claustrophobic. Like she, she was a very real character. Um, you know, versus some of the other characters. Uh, Storm has always been just one of one of my favorites. I really did not enjoy playing her. Now I played her right out of the box, the precon. Um, I, I just did not have a lot of fun with that. Um, I don't like the weather mechanic. <laughs> mm. I like the what I like about the weather mechanic is it's very thematic, right? The chaos of like one person being out in conditions where the weather is like changing around you gets exponentially worse the more characters that are on the field, enemies or or allies, right? Um, if you're playing with four players and all of them have three allies out and you throw a blizzard down, you just removed you know twelve to sixteen attack from your team. But if you throw a thunderstorm down, you've just added sixteen attack. And vice versa for minions, right? So it's, I like that it feels a little bit chaotic. And I like that, uh, I like that they give you that ability as an action. Instead of having to swap the weather on your turn, I played her a lot in four player. And I really enjoy that, like, I can use, you know, the event or my base ability to put out clear skies at the end of the villain, right at the start of my turn. So I draw a card. And I clear everyone stunned and confused. And then before another player goes, I can use that event to say, okay, I'm going to switch to Thunderstorm. So you get extra attack, and now you can go stun the villain. Um, so there's like an extra... The way I see it is like Thunderstorm, Blizzard, Clear Skies, and Hurricane are like four cards that start in your hand every turn. But they all say, play one of me. So you get like this extra choice added to your, your player turn. Yeah, and you know... Honestly, Blizzard isn't that bad against people like Ultron. Um, you could literally just sit in Blizzard and not worry about the drones until he upgrades them. Yep. Um, I mean, 
she's fine. She just didn't feel good for me to pilot. I wish there were a few more weathers. And I get that you could have like analysis paralysis if you had too many weathers. But if there were a couple weathers that were more neutral and their special abilities were less stellar, I feel like you'd have some like safety spots to retreat into. Currently, the safest spot to retreat into is clear skies, but that can still like screw other players' plays up. Um, but I, I feel like that the the risk that comes with that decision of making it so you can't stun and confuse the villain is worth the reward of saying you can't be screwed over by stun and confuse either. So you can definitely make the wrong decision and spiral your team towards the ground. Just like Storm like summoning a hurricane on top of Wolverine might not be a great idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's Storm's kit. Let's talk through her aspect cards. So probably expectedly, she comes with the leadership aspect, and we get four new leadership aspect allies, which is a big deal for X-Men. Because Cyclops had that weird deck-building uniqueness, it meant we've been lacking in leadership allies. Isn't that crazy? We get Pixie, who's a one-thwart, two-attack for two-consequential, two-cost ally with two health. It really is just there for her ability. After you play Pixie from hand, add an X-Men ally from your discard pile to your hand. This is awesome because Pixie had lots of teleportation abilities. She was on the team that teleported into the Underworld, or Limbo, to retrieve Magic, Colossus's sister, and bring her back into the X-Men universe. So taking things out of your discard is very relevant to like her main story in comics, which I think is cool. We've got Mirage, Danny Moonstar an indigenous X-Men, so three cost, two thwart, one attack, two health. Psionic and X-Men traded response after Mirage enters play. Choose an enemy whose scheme is less than Mirage's thwart and stun that enemy. Mirage is poorly... Um, but she's a bad mockingbird with a better trait. That's what she is. That's, that's yeah, why I see Mirage. I, <laughs> unfortunately, I hardly ever got her, her thing to go off um, because what that's saying is, is one. You know, because you can't enter with more than what she enters with. Um, so less than two is one. Well, um, you can choose the order. So, like, if you have Danger Room out and Mirage comes into play, you can use Danger Room to go find a Danger Room training and place it on Mirage before you trigger her response. Because the they they trigger off the same condition, something okay. entering play. Interesting. So there's a little shenanigans you can do there. It might get better with more cards. We don't know Honestly, uh, one of her best parts is she's psionic. Yeah, which triggers actually, all that stuff. Yeah, it does come up. We've got Havoc, who's a four cost, one thwart, two attack, no consequential damage, three cost or three health ally. But don't be confused. He has a forced interrupt when Havoc attacks. Discard the top card of the encounter deck. For each boost icon, discard top. Discard the top card of the encounter deck. For each boost icon discarded this way. Havoc gets plus one attack, and this and takes one extra consequential damage for each one. So if you flip a four boost icon card, Havoc is like is dead zo. He's like my least damage? he's bad, yeah. I, in my opinion. He he's costs bad. too much for I agree. We've got gentle. Amazing. Three cost ally, one thwart, three attack, both for one consequential, three health. Gentle takes plus one consequential while attacking the villain, so he's just there to scoop up minions for you. We've got three uh, copies of this support. Oh, yeah, go for it. I like Gentle. I, I thought he was he he was MVP in a lot of uh um leadership decks that I've been playing recently. 
Um, yeah, he's great, well, great I, at taking I, care of those allies. And he's, he's a great battery character, right? Doesn't require yeah. the X-Men trait. You can slap him down in those strength and numbers decks, and you use him as strength and numbers unless there's a minion out, and then you work for mm -hmm. the minion for the value. Yep. Reasonable. Um, we've got three copies of Uncanny X-Men. This is probably one of the best cards, if it's not Pixie, from the leadership aspect that we're getting. Play under any player's control, max one team card per player. Each of your X-Men allies gets plus one hit point. If each of your characters has the X-Men trait, each of your X-Men allies costs one fewer resource to play. So this is like combining team training with a helicarrier for every ally you play. Yeah. Insano. Insane. <laughs> Like literally, you have this in play. You you put a danger. You you have danger room. That's a plus two, on uh, for the leadership side. That's a plus two hit points. Well, like I like I said, man, I was uh so many times my my angel had like five hit points. We've got three copies of an upgrade leadership skill that has three leadership counters and is max one per player. When an ally makes a basic thwart or basic attack action, remove one leadership counter from here, and it gets plus one thwart and plus one attack for that action. I wish that this was when an ally enters play, do it to give it to them till the end of the round, because then it would combo with Mirage better. But it's still like an okay card. It's one for three thwart or three damage. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have this card that's totally bonkers and broken. One cost event to me, my X-Men. Play only if your identity has the X-Men trait. Okay. Search the top five cards of your deck for an X-Men ally and put it into play. If that ally is still in play at the end of the phase, add it to your hand. Bonkers. Yeah, right off bonkers. the bat, I'm thinking Beast and Pixie. Just insane. Yeah, just over and over and over again. Yeah, um, Pixie to, to clean up your graveyard and get your allies back. Beast to reduce a ton of, you know, to get that resource card back. Mm -hmm. um, and they bounce back to your hand. My just... favorite use for this card has been uh, Cyclops in like a toolbox ally deck. Right, where I just put yeah. every X-Men ally that exists, and I just grab whichever one I need, and I put it into play. Um, because you can like get a bunch of different abilities, basically. Yep. We get two copies of Effective Leadership, which I think we've seen before. Um, max two per, two per deck. It's a wild resource. When you spend this card to play an ally, that ally gets plus one port, plus one attack. So that does combo with Mirage. Another way to sneak her up to three scheme. We get a basic ally Forge, which is going to go in every X-Men deck forever. Yep. Response, after Forge enters play, search your deck for a dis or discard pile and discard pile for an X-Men or X-Force support and add it to your hand. So this is a tutor for all of those amazing basic cards that we're now going to go through. So we get another copy of X-Jet, which is the wild resource generator for X-Men traded characters. We get a copy of Utopia. If all your allies have the X-Men trait, increase your ally limit and... After an X-Men ally enters play, exhaust Utopia to ready an X-Men character. And if Another you're running Utopia yeah. and Treskillian, you can now have five allies in play. That's pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. We get a new copy of X-Mansion. Alter Ego action, you exhaust it to heal one from a mutant or X-Men. Um, Probably the worst one. Three copies of Endurance. Reprint of Endurance. People have been begging for that. We get our That's basic cool. resources. And then in the back of the pack, we get Hangar Bay. After an ally defends against an attack and is not defeated, exhaust this card to ready that ally. I think that card will probably never see play in my house. Not just I've... because it's green, but because <laughs> usually that's not it's what I'm using allies green. to block for. Um, I, I could see it being useful in an, a tough ally deck. So where most of your allies have tough or gain tough or, you know, have a way to recur tough. Um, yeah. 
but that, that's so there's, niche. There's that ally that like you can reduce damage dealt to it by one, but you have to like invest extra resources into it. Yeah. It just seems like you'd always be better off playing other cards. But yeah, it's 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 very niche. I've I've been really happy with Storm in all four aspects. Um, let's talk an aspect play really quick because we're almost up on our hour here. Um, leadership, obviously, anything with Uncanny X Men is going to be really good. Um, anything with a lot of allies and Thunderstorm is going to be really good. You could even use Blizzard, right, and put a bunch of allies out there that are like blockers for you because it reduces damage to those allies. And maybe um, you get that hangar bit going. Yeah, yeah, but not if you're in leadership. <laughs> in uh, Aggression, I've played her with Boot Camp, where you give all your allies plus two attack, and it's just about as insane as it sounds. Um, in Protection, my favorite deck, there's a deck on the DB by Villain Theory that I really like that's just, like, play multiple man and deal a lot of damage. And I think that that's hysterical and super fun. So I play that deck quite a bit. Um, and Justice is just always a good aspect. I've played a lot of solo Justice games recently because I've been getting a lot more solo play in than I have in the past year just recently. So and Somebody clipped that. Yeah, yeah, cut that part. <laughs> that's that's getting lost. No, that no, that, that needs to be clipped and and. and it, I didn't in. say it was enjoyable. I just said <laughs> that I've been playing a lot more Justice games. Um, but Storm does work pretty well in Justice with that one base thwart. You're you're really going to be flipping to Hurricane a lot to start the game, um, just to keep things going in solo. Um, so I found that Justice shores her up pretty well. What about you for aspects? Anything that stood out or you just hated all of them because the weather deck well as i said i only got a chance to play her in in her pre-con oh um, that's right that's right i i didn't i don't think her kit particularly you know improves justice like honestly or uh it, uh leadership it, it felt like i was either playing leadership or i was playing her kit they, they didn't really mesh together i think justice would be a better choice because it, it makes sense it does feel like the just justice cards could interact more with what's going on yeah i but get it true. i get it i think in leadership you have to focus on thunderstorm and blizzard cycling and putting the right one out at the right time um and that's the the main crux of storm for me is it's very easy for Storm to go off the rails if you choose the wrong weather. And you'll find out very quickly by the end of the round if you've chosen the wrong weather. And it's really easy for, like, at the end of the round, for people to not uh, not appreciate what Storm did for them. I'm not saying that's what you did. But <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been in games with four people where, like, they're like, man, the villain barely hit any of us this turn. And I'm like, yeah, I had to sit in stupid blizzard form for us all. Um, so it's... She's like, in my opinion, she's going to be the unsung hero of a lot of four-player games, but she's also going to be like the crashing fireball of a lot of four-player games. So it'll be interesting to see where the community rests on her. Yeah, I would still rank her at a B. Like, I can see how she could be enjoyable. She's just not... You crazy. Just, she's a solid A. She's a solid she, A. For, for me, just not my play style. That's um, fair. So I definitely put her at a high B. Um, almost A. Almost A. If... if if I got some more time with her, I, I bet you I'd put her in A. Oh, end of game, end of end of episode, second intermission. So not what X-Men characters would you like to have show up. But we have six X-Men now, which is about the roster of an X-Men team. So how would you rank 
the six X-Men that are, have come out so far in terms of fun? Oh, in terms of fun? Uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, uh, Colossus would be my three. And then the other three would be down below. I am on Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Colossus, Phoenix, Shadowcat. Yeah. That's as, as, as much as I like Phoenix, like I, she, she's definitely an acquired taste. She's a strong character. It's like a really strong coffee that has no flavor. <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like right now. Got to add some cream and sugar in there. I know we're out of pumpkin spice season and we're into like hot cocoa season, but I mean, these other characters are just so flavorful. It's too hard. Every season is pumpkin spice season, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I could do that year round. Um, all right. Well, that's our Wolverine and Storm recap. I'm sure we'll get opinions from Adderkop and from Americano on them. Before the end of the year, we're going to try to finish up our Mutant Genesis coverage and maybe do a Phoenix and Cyclops episode. I think I've got a couple community members lined up to do some of the Power of episodes. So I know Adderkop's going to join me for Colossus. I think I've got someone lined up for um, Cyclops. And I think I've got someone lined up for Phoenix at this point. And starting December 1st, we will have 12 days of Marvel Champions decked halls. I've already pre-recorded all those episodes, loaded them into the queue. So they are ready to go with decks that I have tested over the last seven days endlessly. So if you don't catch us again before the end of the holiday season, um, we will see you in the new year. But we have lots of stuff coming up in December. Thanks for tuning in.